0: live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Good morning to you, my friend, and welcome home. I'm Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer, custom home builder, custom home designer, here for you like I am uh, every Sunday morning from 9 to 11 and Saturdays from 6 to 8. Uh, As an advocate, as you wrestle with uh, your construction issues, Uh, A design mentor, because design matters most. And uh, just to be a friend, you know, just to pal around with you for a couple of hours uh, as you take on the noble work, and it is noble work, of turning your ordinary house into an extraordinary home. Happy Easter, everyone. I hope you're having a uh, great day. I hope you're going to have a fantastic day, no matter how you celebrate it, because it is g- 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 gorgeous outside. And uh, so as soon as we're done, we're going to be out in it. Uh, you can be sure of that. The team is all here. Misty is back with us this morning. Happy Easter, Misty.
2: Hello. Good morning.
0: Juwan is bringing up the tunes on the board. Say hello, Joan. Hey now. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And, uh, Layla! Yay! Good morning. Hi, Dean. Hi, Tina. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. (laughs) You sound a little, you sound a little, um... Yeah, it's a lot going on. But I'm here. Okay. Okay. Yeah,
1: we're good. We're all good. All right. (laughs) Okay. You guys sound cheery. Hey, the weather is beautiful, by the way. I heard you say that. I'm looking out the window. There was one like yeah. right in front of me where normally folks would be seated in the other studio. And I have where this beautiful view. Where normally I would be view. seated? Yeah. Well, most days I'm looking at just the view, but it's beautiful.
0: It is. It is gorgeous yeah. today. Well, I am glad you're here. And I hope uh, whatever's going on uh, just uh, gets a little better. Oh, absolutely. The higher in the sky. You both bring me so much joy. Oh, Oh, by the way, Tina corrected me this morning. Apparently, I've been spelling your last name wrong for like uh, years now. So, but where were you spelling it? Like where? Oh, I just well, you know, there's <laughs> well, no, just on my little, just on you know, on my notes every oh, morning. It's I'm fine. like, hey, who's doing the news? And then I scribble down your name and uh, Tina's like, that's M- wrong. <laughs> there's two M's. Yeah, there are. Well, there's three M's actually. All totally. A's,
1: all A's, no E's
0: either. There's yeah, there's not an E in my name. Uh, there's more than one way to spell Mohammed, but Yep. and I obviously picked the wrong one so i've corrected that error.
1: well thank you you always say it correctly though so thank you
0: (laughs) all right everybody uh let's get to it you know what we're going to talk about today um something that is near and dear to my heart uh in terms of helping people and that is uh room additions did you see me cringe a little bit yeah uh you would think as a uh home designer that I would love the idea of room additions. And you know what, when we do them right, sure, no problem. Uh, But room additions are troublesome. They really are. Whether you realize it or not, they trouble me a lot. I would say for all the consults that we do, correct me if I'm wrong here, Tina. Uh, Oh, by the way, uh, I got caught up in Layla's uh, last name spelling, good morning, Tina. Wait. Good no. morning. All right. Um, so, correct me if I'm wrong. Of most of the design calls, the consults that we, we go on to just help people kind of through their design issues or to sort of reimagine or reinvent their home, okay? Um, it's not so much the original architecture of the house that is hard to deal with, whether it's a House, I mean, houses built before World War II. It's not the architecture at all. You usually love it. Uh, but even run-of-the-mill tract homes from the 50s all the way through the 80s or 90s, okay? Although, 90s homes uh, just piss me off. But um, generally speaking, though, the point that I'm trying to make is uh, all of that is workable. It's all workable, right? Until we walk into a house and find out that... Oh, here's a 1970s ranch home and guess what there's a room addition off the back and that's where things really get on the struggle bus am i right oh my gosh she just (laughs) she has a microphone at her face and she's just sort of Am I right? Yes. Okay.
1: Of course you're right. No, come oh on. Oh my gosh. Stop patronizing <laughs> me.
0: All right. Anyway, the point is this, my friends. Um room additions, and specifically this morning, our conversation, you and me, is about room additions, not remodels in general, room additions, adding additional space. Uh it can be tough, and I want you to do it. Right. So that's what we're uh, going for. Room editions done right. I wish that we would all learn the lesson of America's first room editions. You know what those are? I actually made a social media post about this a few days, weeks. I don't know. I've lost track of time. I always do. Uh, the salt box. Have you ever heard of a, what a colonial salt box uh, house is? A colonial salt box, it's a very specific kind of colonial house. Uh, if you imagine just a, a and a colonial home, okay? It's very symmetrical in the front. It's a box, just a just a big box. Uh, it usually is uh, like a five-in-one, uh, meaning there's a centered front door, and then there are five windows, a window above the front door, and then uh, two windows, first and second story to the left, two windows, first and second story to the right. Boom, there it is. Nice, even, simple, uh, one-ridge roof with gables on the ends, and kind of pretty much the same look in the back when you go in the back, okay? That's the colo- the classic colonial house uh, here in early America. As the colony started filling up, as families started growing, many uh, such dwellers in such homes needed more space. So they added on. And what they did uh, in rather smartly was to add on to the back of the house, okay, so that we didn't in any way touch the beauty of the symmetry of the front of the house, we did not change the curb appeal whatsoever. But adding on to the back of the house can be tricky because what you're doing by adding on to the back of the house is you are enclosing windows of those back rooms that used to look out onto daylight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, with a colonial saltbox house. The advantage that they have is that they're relatively small homes and they're usually homes that are only two rooms wide so those how those rooms that got closed off from the back still had windows out the ends for daylight to come in there were still windows in those rooms with daylight coming in them and very wisely the roof line instead of creating a new funky roof or a shed roof uh What they decided to do was extend the pitch, change the pitch and extend the pitch of the rear uh, facing uh, uh, elevation of the roof down over to cover over that first story addition, thereby looking to a lot of people uh, at the time like a salt box or the little box that would sit on the table that you would lift the flap on and take out table salt from in order to cook and such things. Uh, Ergo the Saltbox Colonial House. If I can find it, I'll tag The Saltbox is not an original design. It is basically a room addition design to America's first homes. And it is a room addition in, in large part done right because it took into account things like roof lines and exterior elevations and interior flow and daylight. Just about all the things that today's typical room addition does not take into account. And that is why we need to talk. So we will. Uh, I'm so glad you joined me this morning. So much more to come. You're listening to Home with Dean Sharp, the House Whisper. KFI, Dean Sharp, the House Whisper. Welcome home. We're talking about room additions done right this morning. Got a lot to uh, say to you, but also in just a few minutes, I want to talk to you about what's going on with your home. Anything you want to talk about, you set the agenda, uh, give me a call and let's talk. Uh, we'll be doing that in just a few minutes. The number to reach me at, 833-2-ASK-DEAN. 833-2-ASK-DEAN. The number two, Uh, DIY questions, construction issues, design questions. Yes, please Uh, call me and uh, we'll talk on this fine, beautiful uh, Easter Sunday morning. Uh, Phone lines are open. Yes, they are. Misty is there to take your calls, so we'll do it. Uh, Okay. I was talking about the salt box, the colonial salt box, as this example of, uh, and if you get a chance to look it up or just go back and find myself. I'll tag it to the top. Tag it to the top tag it to the top of our facebook page everybody can find it then um it's worth looking at there are why is dean so hesitant about room additions well there's a real simple truth about a room addition Uh, a room addition is in fact a room addition because it was not intended in the original architectural design of your home and that should give everyone pause when just Uh, thinking about tacking on more square footage because it may or may not be a simple thing, usually not a simple thing, to simply add on to the house and preserve the design integrity of uh, your original home. So there are only three reasonable choices for adding square footage to a home in Southern California. Four elsewhere, but only three reasonable ones in Southern California. Up, going up, means adding an extra floor. Uh, What do I want you to be aware of? Uh, Let's just just blow open some myths here. Don't think for a moment that adding another floor in your house means that the first floor remains untouched. Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. Because that first floor of your single-story house was never intended to hold a second floor, which means it needs a lot of retrofitting. And not just the walls themselves and the ceilings, but the foundation work. So if we're going to add a second story to a home, we are tearing up the whole home, okay? Uh, Second direction uh, for adding square footage, out, going out, pushing out, okay? Here are the most important questions uh, in those regards. That's what I was referring to with the salt box. And Whose daylight are you stealing? Whose daylight are you stealing when you push a room out? Because you're tacking a room onto an existing room. You're shutting that other one down. One that uh, presumably had windows uh, with daylight streaming into it. Well, now not. Whose daylight are you stealing? And even uh, more importantly, or just as importantly, what's the new identity of the room that you're leaving behind? I have seen so many times where folks have like, well, we needed our living room to be bigger, so we just pushed out the whole backside here in order to create a whole new living room. I'm like, well, what's this other room? Well, that's the old living room. What are you doing with that? I don't know. We we don't know what to do with that. Really? Really? We just changed rooms. Now we have, we've gone to all this expense, and now we've got a room that we don't even know what to do with anymore. Mm. It happens. Some of you are living in that house right as we speak at this very moment okay so the third way of adding square footage to your property in general is detached ah oh well that's that's great you know adus are very popular these days accessory dwelling units guest houses that's that's the answer that's the easy one because we're not uh adding to the first floor of our house in order to go up and uh, we're not stealing daylight from anything we just do t- detached it's a no-brainer what about the sewer Because everything in regards to a room, it's easy to have a detached garage in the backyard. But if we are going to have a sink and a toilet and that kind of stuff, where does the sewer line go? How much of the rest of the property has to be torn up with a large, long, deep trench? And no, 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 you're not going to be just extending sewer lines uh, from the existing house. They're not deep enough. They aren't. So where's that sewer going to go? How are you going to find a new path for the sewer all the way to the front of the... Oh, I see what you're saying. So, room additions, problematic. Does that mean we shouldn't do it? No, of course not. Just trying to be hyper-realistic with you. So, additions are expensive because they require new exterior work, new structural shell work. So the best favor you could ever do for yourself if this is what you are considering is know for certain you absolutely cannot get what you need from reworking the existing house well how do we do that dean how do we know that we will talk about when we return to this conversation but when we come back uh we're going to go to the phones and take your calls you're home with dean sharp the house whisperer your calls up next
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You are home with Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. That's me. We're talking about doing room additions right today, but also, as is our habit and tradition, it's time to go to the phones, find out what's going on with your home. Let's do it. Ron, welcome home. Good morning. Good morning, uh, sir. During the summer, can you hear me okay? Yep.
2: Hi, good morning, uh, during the summer, I drained my pool to change the, uh, the wood on a bridge that goes from the spa to the side deck. I got 10 pieces of 10 by 6 uh, lumber, special, 4S4 lumber, uh, from Ganel Lumber, and it was dated October of, this, of last year. Put kills on it, and then I put bare majestic paint on it. And twice, I've got several bubbles, big bubbles, like the size of 50 cent pieces coming out out of the wood and sap still bleeding through it. What do you suggest?
0: Uh, um, well, you know it's it's green lumber. Uh, green meaning that uh, it has not been kiln dried and uh, you wouldn't expect it to be. Um, it, as a result, uh, if sap is still bleeding out and uh, there and there's also still moisture inside the lumber. So my suggestion would be, that until it experiences some more uh, drawing or a little bit more of the drawing process uh, if you're getting excessive amount of bubbling and that's moisture from inside the wood pushing the paint out from the backside, uh, you may you may want to uh, back off from the paint idea right now and uh and just uh stain it or uh, seal it and allow it to Go through, uh, you know, a couple, three seasons of uh, being outside and finding its own until the sap stops running and until it has uh, dried out and shrunk a little bit, at which point you're probably going to have a much better success rate of priming it and painting it. Sounds like you've done all the steps correctly. You've primed it well, uh, you've painted it, but sometimes, uh, no matter what we do, uh, wood that's uh, too wet inside and and uh, from a tree that still wants to be given uh, in the sap department uh, is just going to, you know, get in the way of our best laid plans. And so uh, now can you try and neutralize the sap? Yeah, you know, I, we've we've tried various things before when an overly sappy board is doing what it's doing. But the reality is, and, and sometimes you can shut it down a little bit, but uh, the reality is that uh, that wood just uh, wants to expel moisture more. So my my best, easiest suggestion would be back off the paint, uh, maybe strip it back down, give it a stain and a seal, and let it mature that way. You can paint it in the future if paint is uh, where you're going. That would be best suggestion. Ron, thanks for the call. Um, Let's talk to, uh, Mark. Hey, Mark, welcome home.
2: Uh, hi Dean. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Very good. Um, here's the deal. My house burned down in the Woolsey fire in 2018. Um, quite honestly, since you're in Thousand Oaks, you've probably driven by my property. Um, cause it's right down the street from your friend, uh, who does FX of nature. um, the builders, well, my insurance is saying I can rebuild for approximately $245 or less per square foot, and and that's the cost amortized over the entire square footage of the house, um, including living space and garage. So their quotes have been anywhere around four hundred to $415,000. To, to rebuild and, and, and those quotes that they that the insurance has given me is included architectural and engineering fees too, so the actual build recost is is less. But I can't find anybody who can build it for that. The the average cost of what I'm finding to rebuild is in the three fifty range. And and I'm wondering what if you could give me any kind of idea of what The typical, and I know it depends on fit and finish and a lot of other things, but kind of what the average cost to rebuild right now is, uh, again, this is a custom home from scratch, you know, because they took everything. My lot is just an empty lot right now.
0: Right. Well, first of all, I'm very sorry. Uh, And, you know, the Woolsey fires were, that was a traumatic time for all of us, but obviously, especially uh, for those who uh, actually lost their homes from it. So I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. Um I'm also sorry to hear the uh, the age old insurance story which is uh lowballing uh the uh, the whole process uh and they are lowballing you because uh no. Yeah, the the reason why they're quoting you 245 a square foot and you can't find a builder who uh, will touch it for less than 350 is because uh, 350 is much more reasonably in the ballpark. That's a basically kind of where we're at right now. Now, a, and you're right, it does, you know, change with fit and finish and product and material, you know, and, and all of that. But realistically, uh, in any uh, reasonably stable area in Southern California, uh, you're not going to be able to touch building a home for under 300,000. I mean, under 300 a square foot, I'll tell you that right now. Okay. Yeah. Some areas upward closer to four. All right. And that's why I would just say, you know, uh, you could take it as a reasonable average. Expect three fifty. Expect three fifty. And uh, okay. And, and so, so here, and herein lies uh, the difficulty, because you've got to, you know, cut a deal with the insurance company on this. Uh, and so, I'm going to recommend something. That uh, maybe you've looked into, maybe you haven't. But I'm going to recommend if you're if you're struggling with the insurance company lowballing you on the cost of replacing the home. First of all, I never recommend that you go with the insurance contractor because they work for the insurance company. They are not working for your benefit ultimately, even though you're signing the contract with them. Technically speaking, insurance contractors make their money. From jobs being handed to them by insurance companies and they don't bite the hand that feeds them and it's simply that so here's well, one, what i would yeah go ahead i was
2: i was going to say the one contractor that they, the one builder that they contacted and i won't name names but you know uh, i had a second a different person call them and talked to them and they said oh well we just do remodels and and it's like they they don't build homes from scratch
0: you're right. And why would they? Because their their primary job is fixing partially damaged homes uh from the result of natural disasters or or uh, you know pipe bursts and that that kind of stuff. So that makes sense. So here's my suggestion, Mark. In dealing with your insurance company, uh I would suggest that you look up uh locally here a public uh adjuster. Adjuster, yeah. Okay. A public adjuster. A public yeah. insurance adjuster, is uh, it's a misnomer for most people, so I'm going to explain this so everybody understands. A public adjuster is just the opposite of that. A public adjuster actually is a private insurance adjuster, usually uh, with tons of experience as an insurance adjuster in the past, but one that you basically contract with yourself. Now, they do that for a fee. They do it usually yeah. for a percentage, but by and large... When, when your insurance dollar is on the line, a public adjuster will usually uh, well exceed the fee that you are going to be paying them in the return that you get for dealing with the insurance company. They know how to get realistic with insurance companies and get them to pay. And so it's kind of like hiring a personal injury attorney in the sense that Uh, Not just accepting whatever the insurance company hands you for your settlement, but saying, no, 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 no. A public adjuster truly represents your interests in the deal so that you get the money you need to get the house rebuilt. And it sounds like you just want to rebuild. And I, I get that. And so that's where I would direct you because at this point the reality is the reality is the reality it's going to cost what it's going to cost to rebuild this house what you've got to do is get the insurance company on that real page get them in the real world so that you're not losing money in the deal mark best of luck to you uh and I'll uh you know I'll drive by and uh check it out next time I'm over in that neighborhood all right everybody when we come back how about some more calls sounds good Broke, the easter elephant dean sharp the house Whisper. i am not the, easter, the, elephant? No. the easter elephant no that was your easter elephant tina right there You the want just played it put on your headphones good lord it's all falling apart around here <laughs> kfi dean sharp the house whisperer welcome home happy easter to you uh we're right in the middle of taking calls so let's go back shall we marlene welcome home
1: Hey there, good morning, Uh, happy Easter to you. So here's my question and I need a little bit of feedback and suggestion, please. I have two bifolding doors that are 35 years old in front of the water heater and furnace closet area. They are like 40 inch, the opening is like 40 inches wide by about 80 inches tall and has the water heater in there of course with the furnace and they're about 16 inches, you know, raised up off the floor. So the thing is, of course, uh, I don't want to replace it with the same thing because the one set of bifolding doors has come down. It keeps coming off the track, and it's just one pain um, as far as trying to put in a filter into the furnace because I have to squish it all the way over to the right to try to get the furnace filter in. So I really do not want to replace with the same type of item, and I wondered if you could give me some suggestions.
0: Uh, sure. Where is this closet at? A hallway?
1: Uh, it's in the laundry room. On the left would be the door to the garage. On the right would be the door into the kitchen. And so it's the end of that little laundry room.
0: Okay. And, and uh, interesting... is it, uh-huh. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I the, the interesting part is this is one of the models and I'm the only one with bi-folding doors. Everybody else has just plain wooden door with like a little handle and you just open it out. And I don't want to spend a lot of money because I still have to do – I'm looking forward to doing a kitchen and a bathroom remodel.
0: Okay. So uh, what would be wrong with uh, just a pair of uh, flat slab doors there?
1: That would be a good idea. (laughs) Well, there you go. uh, How how do we go about getting something like that? Would I go to something like Builders Surplus to look to see if they would have just a flat door there that I could buy that would be the right – um, size or is that something that maybe a handyman would cut out, make and stick on some hinges?
0: Uh well, I mean there are doors that uh you would order uh if uh, in order to just get the right size and that's not going to be very expensive at all. It's really not. Uh oh, Okay. So take mm-hmm. your existing assuming we can use your existing jam, and uh, we'll probably have to, you know, uh, rework for uh hinges uh, the for a full-size door as opposed to you know, the track and that whole thing. But if we can strip it out, work with the existing opening, jams, even if we replace the jam, jams aren't expensive at all. And uh, and, and so you- uh, just a pair of flat slab, I mean, it's the laundry room. You're not trying to impress anybody. You just want the things right. to to work easily. In fact, I might even go so far as to say you could avoid the handles altogether and put them on a little touch latch. Uh, so that you don't even have to clear the doorknob, if that's an issue. Uh, and uh, just a pair of basic slab doors. Now, one important question, though, and that mm-hmm. is, is your are your uh, bifold doors right now louvered? In other words, are they providing a venting function into that uh, furnace and water heater closet area, uh, allowing air from the laundry room to get in there? Uh so are they louvered or are they just solid bifold full doors?
1: Uh, they look like they're louvered. You would think that air would go through, but no, they're kind of just painted. I think they were made that just has that look, but they're all it's solid. No air goes through. There's two small air vents in the closet that are like 6 by 14 that allows the air to come in from the outside. Okay.
0: That's great, then. So and you're good to go. You can do anything you want with those doors. Sometimes uh, uh, non-newer furnaces and water heaters are looking for combustion air, and they're looking to steal it from inside the room as opposed to that. But they've been vented properly. you got solid doors on there now. You can replace it with a solid door uh, as an option. And I would just go, you know, simple, streamline, just keep it simple and stop fiddling with the track. I know bifolds are just, they can be a pain in the booty. Uh, when they jam up in the track and you've got, and obviously you're not getting enough clearance uh, to wrestle with the filter install. So just do it that way and you should be good to go. Marlene, thank you for your call and the question. Do we have, no, all right, I should move on. So uh, we'll be returning to calls uh, in just a bit, but when we come back, back to room additions done right. I'm so glad you joined me this morning. So much more to come. You're home with Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer, on KFI.
1: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.